The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Roadshow Wednesday in front of Nebraska, Ohio State, down here at Rosie's. Tenton P in front of Nebraska, Ohio State, earlier tip time, which means... You are thirsty now. You are hungry now. We invite you down to Rosie's. Bill Dolman riding shotgun for Elijah Herbal. Uh, he is back at the studio. Schmitty, uh, looking y- like you're on South Park. It's okay. Well, no, I'm just like, it's crazy. Your, your Jedi mind tricks have worked because just like that, I am now thirsty and I am now hungry and I do, in fact, want a beer. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how that works. You say it and it's true. <laughs> well, uh, Mike Babcock. Babbers, can I bring you a burger from, from Rosie's? Mike Babcock with us from... HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Babbers, you need a burger? Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll get Babbers a burger. And, and uh, we'll also reenact the Tim Brewster call to arms <laughs> here with, uh, with Mike Babcock. We're going to pop out of our chair up and down, left and right, yes sir, no sir, and maybe even uh, provide a code red. What do you think of that, fellas? Who, who you know, I, I know Dion Sanders is a show all to his own, but who knew that he was bringing the clown show with him? <laughs> Care, <laughs> careful uttering clown. I mean, sideshow side brew was uh, that was that was really really odd. Mm. That was just a really strange, and that they and that was released by Colorado, right? Yeah. So to, so for them to think that this is going to be great. You know, there was mixed reviews about Dion's pack your bags if you don't want to be here deal or you know, everybody's coming, so have your luggage ready. That was odd in its own way, but it was, oh, that's Dion. Not a lot of people know Tim Brewster, but they do now. And being in Minnesota and being run out of a bunch of other jobs, that was just a really odd video to release. Wasn't good, Mike, was it? Uh, I don't know that you connect with 18 to 22-year-olds that way, uh, unlike, uh, say, Coach Rule and uh, and staff finding their way down to Arizona to get uh, some face time with Dylan Riola. Yeah, I like the way uh, Coach Rule is approaching things a little bit better uh, in his assistance. And, I, you know, I probably mentioned this before, but the, the thing that really impressed me from the from the news conference with Barthel was when he was talking about guys he had coached at, running backs he had coached at Connecticut, and he choked up and he couldn't complete the sentence. He had to take a break um, because he was talking about guys that he had coached last season. That kind of relationship, being able to build that kind of relationship is what recruiting is all about. And I think that's, I think that's reflective of, of Rule and his staff um, the kind of uh, uh, coaches that he's brought in. Uh, that's their approach is building relationships with players that goes beyond the football field, which was obviously what was the, in, the, in this case. So for me, that's, that's the way you go about it. Now, whether um, 
you know, what happens next season, his first season, uh, also plays into this, I think. You know, because you, you, you can talk about it, and right now we're in the in that period of time where it's great optimism. You know, it can be as good as your imagination makes it right now. Um, but uh, when they start playing games, then what happens? And and what what do you see from this team uh, initially? And it, it's not going to be easy the first season um, because you're making that transition and you're kind of trying to develop guys and get guys to fit into your system. Um, but we'll see we'll see how that affects uh, recruiting going forward. Guys, I'm I'm anxious to see how Nebraska can can bridge what needs to be developed with winning now or being competitive now because with, with every change there's been some guys thrust Riley played a lot of young kids Nick Gates uh, Hymas t- to name a couple of guys that came in and played as freshmen or even redshirt freshmen uh, on on the offensive line both guys at tackle you fast forward to Frost and in in the 2020 season even uh, 2018's line wasn't wasn't bad because you had some guys, but 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 2020, well, 2019, I should say, you had Corcoran make his first career start end of the year, but still uh, he's really never been able to settle down. Let's spend a moment here, go uh, around the horn, uh, Babbers and, and then Bill and Elijah. How do you feel about accelerating this this rebuild? Because to your point, Mike, it does kind of set the table for uh, not only the, the Dylan Riola sweepstakes, but just uh, how, how quickly or slowly you get out of the gate. Well, uh, first of all, you should have Bill speak first, and then I can just agree with him and we can move on to life. <laughs> um, I was planning on doing the same uh, thing. Elijah, the floor is <laughs> yours, <laughs> No, I think I think that it's at the point where you, you have to speed it up in the sense that you need some immediate success. And however you define that, I, you know, I, I'm not saying you have to win nine or ten games and and uh, uh, compete for the Big Ten uh, championship or whatever. But you know, you gotta you gotta have a winning season. You gotta qualify for a bowl game. That should be. You should be able to do that in your first season if the if the talent is there, um, and, and I think that we feel like it is. You know, we've seen how many close games Nebraska has lost in the last couple of seasons, how competitive it is it's been, but never gotten over that hump. So if you come in with that as a background, and you're bringing in guys that you feel good about, and and you know, there's no question that that they're doing a, a, a good job of recruiting, I think, um, from the standpoint of uh, Coach Rule said that uh, at, at the news conference, introductory news conference, it, it wasn't so important the number of stars. It was whether they fit into the, into the system or they had the, the ability to fit into the system as he wanted it. And I think he even said at one point they could be no stars, but if they fit in there, um, and you have an opportunity to to develop those players. Um, you have you have some success, and that's immediate. And that again, how you define immediate uh, success is is probably a little bit different than some people are looking at it. But but I feel like they have the ability to do that. 
You know, the thing that I think that is advantageous to to Matt Rule and his staff are the players who are coming back. A lot of times when you have a coaching transition and you go from, you know, a, a down season, uh, although Nebraska did finish on an up note with, of course, the win over Iowa, uh, but you did not have a lot of people fleeing the program, players fleeing the program. Scott Frost is gone. Mickey Joseph is gone. I'm out of here. I'm going someplace else. Yes, Garrett Nelson is leaving for the greener pastures in the NFL. That's going to be a big loss, but he's not leaving on bad, bitter terms. That right. I'm out of here. I'm going someplace else. Um, you know, Feast leaving is probably a, a detriment to the defense, but it doesn't seem like there's acrimony there. Uh, Trey Palmer. And everybody knows Trey Palmer should go to the NFL right now. So Nebraska, in, in the wake of a coaching transition, two of them actually, in one year and a season in which you don't go to a bowl game, does not have this huge roster turnover. And like I said, not a lot of acrimony in that. You do have Casey Thompson probably coming back reasonably healthy. Okay, He's got some time. He's an experienced guy. You've got some good receivers around Palmer that are going to come back. You've got some pluses coming back on the offensive line that guys will be uh, eligible. Guys will probably be healthy. The offensive line should be a little stronger. So in terms of what Matt Rule has to work with and experience in playing at Nebraska, being within the Nebraska system, and I mean you know, university, being in Lincoln, playing at Memorial Stadium, there are a lot of pluses that would indicate this should, this team, as Mike said, should have a winning record. Mm-hmm. It should be in a bowl game. There's not acrimony. It, everything is feeling really good right now going into the spring. And who knows what additions might be made now and might be made after the spring. The entire defensive line last year was rebuilt after spring ball. So uh, I, I think that there are a lot of positives for Matt Rule to have a very good first season. Elijah, it just feels like it, it, could, it could hit. And, man, uh, even, if, if, even if you get to seven, dare I say eight, it'd feel even bigger and better. Uh, and then you can feel good about what's been proven, and that's development. You can win now and then season, my friend, for the future. So it, it's not this, this gap that exists, and, and you're, you're yo-yoing uh, with uh, a good season and then a, a tough season. You don't want to turn into Michigan State, I guess, with the, the portal lottery. Well, let's let's look around at what some other schools in the Big Ten under first-year head coaches, and I'm talking coaches that I think have found success and found their footing in the Big Ten. The, the two I look at in the past decade that have really – you know, found their footing quickly and built something are P.J. Fleck at Minnesota and Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Now, Harbaugh at Michigan's his own thing because of the, the, the what should I say, the, uh, the history of Michigan within the Big Ten, what they are, the, the recruiting base that they have. And you look at Harbaugh. Harbaugh stepped into a program that finished the year at 5-7 and seven and turned around, went 9-3 and three in the regular season his first year at Michigan. And when you look at what Nebraska was last year, I don't think that Nebraska team had all that much less talent than that Michigan team of 2014. Now, Harbaugh was able to, to bring in some of his guys, and he was able to hit on some recruits quickly, and I think that's a question. Uh, another question for Rule is how much needs to be uh, torn down before he can build up at Nebraska in terms of what's already here. Are you going to start playing some of your younger guys and getting them ready for, for future years, or are you going to play some of the experienced guys that, that are here? That, that's a question in my mind, but 
I don't think it's unreasonable to think that you can have the kind of success that that Harbaugh had in year one. Uh, maybe not nine and three, but seven and five, eight and four isn't too out of the question. You compare that to to Minnesota. I mean, Fleck had a lot of tearing down he had to do. He inherited a, a football program that I believe went eight and four the year before he came in. The Andy Andy flipped that. I mean, that roster. I mean, he gutted, man. Yeah, he, he gutted. He, that's what I'm saying. He turned. He, he tore it. Over. He tore it down. In his first year, he was five and seven, and then seven and five. And then he has that uh, eleven and one season. So look at Minnesota. I don't think there's as much tearing down required in a place like Nebraska. And if you have some continuity, if you're able to to fill some holes with some transfer portal guys, which we've seen Matt Rule do, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that a seven and five or eight and four season is out of the question. Which will start that that path of you improving and getting better year by year, which is what we've seen with Harbaugh at Michigan, where it's been a slow process, but every single year you've seen that Michigan team, barring the COVID year. It feels like they've gotten better. Some guys that are going to be key this winter conditioning to make some uh, first impressions. Good story from Brady Altman's. Uh, of course, you know, where is Thomas Fedoni uh, with that tight end room? Uh, you have Emmett Johnson, uh, not a uh, that long ago get at running back Minnesota player of the year. What's Hickman's story? We, we talked tight end. And then defensively, a kid that Nebraska beat Michigan State out for and some other Big Ten names is Roquan Buckley. So uh, those are guys are going to be very key to uh, that accelerated rebuild. Babbers, thanks for popping on, bud. We'll get you that burger from Rosie's, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> there he is. Mike Babcock, Bill Dolman on site. Elijah Herbal. Hail Varsity continues from Rosie's downtown 10th and Pete.